Welcome to the Lead Management Mastermind Show, the only podcast where you'll learn about lead management best practices from the top lead management and sales marketing executives in the industry. Hear about the optimization, strategy, and techniques that have made each of our guests the best of the best in the lead management domain. Live from the headquarters of SDP Solutions, Here's your host, Scott Payne. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Lead Management Mastermind Podcast. This is Scott Payne. So glad to have with us today our next guest, David Tall. David, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thanks Good. for having me. Yeah, D- David's the CEO of Verse, verse.io, the website which we were just talking about just now. So excited to have David with me. We have been partnering with David's company, Verse on uh, multiple uh, clients of ours that are that are needing help with their contact strategy and working through their leads and working through and, and really, you know, as I call it, squeezing the dollar out of every lead that, a, that one of our clients has. We found Verse to be a great partner with this. So I'm so excited to have David on to talk a little bit about, about Verse, about the history of Verse, about what he's seen in, in, you know, the marketplace, not even, not only now, but, you know, where where we see the future going, where, what do our clients need to be prepared for here in the future? So, David, I'm going to turn it over to you real quick. If you can just give a, a quick history of yourself and then maybe just a quick history of, of Verse and, and the background of where that got started. Sure. You know, I'm San Diego, native, born and raised, you know, uh, was always, you know, kind of tech forward entrepreneur, went to UCLA after UCLA, tried a, a, a few different things, including trying to break it in the movie industry, clearly did not end up there. A way better place now. Uh, who wants to be in that world? Boring. So who's laughing now, Scarlett Johansson? But anyways, I got into real estate after college, a few years after college, uh, looking to actually get into development eventually, something I really love to do and, and, and like. And as I formed my brokerage and uh, became, a, became an agent, became a broker, hired agents under me, basically sales agents, right? And I started generating leads for them from Zillow, Realtor.com, Homes.com, all these different channels feeding my sales agents as marketers do, right? Your marketer generate leads, feed your sales agents. Right. I very quickly found just, just how terrible a job uh, at follow-up my agents did. They were extremely inconsistent. One person would do it one way, another a different way. Most people would make one attempt and just give up. Uh, no one was texting at the time. Everyone was just making phone calls. And we started testing different things. And when we actually tested texting, um, we found just almost instant engagement. People almost immediately started being responsive to our outreach. And that those were the seeds of what became Burst today. And so we, to make a long story short, my brother and I joined forces. He was, you know, in the marketing world, a lot of tech, marketing tech. And I had this kind of deep experience in real estate and what I wanted to solve for the real estate industry. And we joined forces and we created the company to build a platform that could help all real estate agents and brokers initially, uh, now we help mortgage and everybody else uh, to engage and qualify their inbound home buyer leads at any scale, immediately engaging them 24 seven over SMS, which became the most viable channel to to initiate customer engagement, to actually qualify those prospects and tee up uh, our partner realtors around the country with, with, you know, home buyers that were primed and ready to, ready to talk, ready to start, you know, looking at homes or selling their home. Yep. that became the beginning and and naturally from real estate dealing with home buyers 
you know, we, we had a lot of demand from lenders, all the lenders of the agents and brokers we worked with started asking us if we could do this for lending. Yeah. And we opened up into lending uh, three, four years ago. Today, it's actually our biggest cohort. So we work with more mortgage companies, large and small, medium, national, and help them, you know, engage home buyers at scale. Awesome. Yeah. So a lot of things resonated there. Yes. And this is something we, we, you know, are faced with quite a bit is the inconsistency in how people follow up the, uh, you know, and it really makes, as you know, really hard to trust data and understand what is working, what's not when you have inconsistency between salespeople, let alone some people calling at one time and, and really not squeezing that dollar out of every lead. So, and, and you mentioned UCLA in the background there, I'm going to go a little personal background here. I noticed on on LinkedIn and on a presentation, you always open up and it's, it's nice and clear your why. And I think we have a similar why. Maybe can you talk a little bit about just that from a from a leadership standpoint of the why? Maybe you need to share what the why is with everyone. And then kind of why is that always something that seems like is, is the first thing you mention when talking to people? You could say I have, I have, I have two whys. You know, my my primary why is 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 my family and wanting to create a better world for my children in my own ways and truly trying to create the experience that I want as a consumer myself. And and being really frustrated with companies that just cold call me all the time or send me just endless drips of emails, really cold, really inauthentic, boring, and and not responsive primarily. And my second why is, is just around truly helping businesses modernize how they are communicating with prospects, right? It's tied to that. It, it's helping the businesses really accomplish those goals. And, and I truly believe that, you know, things just haven't changed much in the last couple of decades. Marketing automation, things like that have always been one way, one way messages, one way interactions, one way drips. Yep. And I truly believe that the future is two-way. It's it's instantly creating two-way engagement and conversations with prospects, you know, the moment they raise their hands. And so a big part of my why is, is to help businesses modernize the way that they communicate with their customers to create the future that I want to see and experience as a consumer. Yeah. You mentioned two-way. We see this a lot. And this is where, you know... It, Every time I hear this comes up, it's we need to talk to Verse. It's the uh, when someone engages right now, you need to respond right away, right? Can't wait. Speed to lead is important with the phone call, but even from an SMS standpoint, even more I'd say because they're right there on their phone, looking at it, looking at that message, and ready to to interact. And so to to get them into the message, you mentioned I, on one of your uh, pre, uh, presentations from last week, the stat of was it ninety eight percent of messages are read, SMS messages are read. 98% of all, like you said, 98% of all SMS messages are read. Yep. 90% of those are read in the first three minutes. Amazing. So if you text a, a consumer, they just raise their hands. They want to quote. They want to know what the rates are. They want to know what you can do for the refi, whatever it is. If you're calling them, 87% of people do not answer the phone anymore. Yeah. So you're wasting your time. And you may call them five, six, seven, 10, 12, 50 times, like some lenders do. You may get finally someone on the phone, but they're usually upset. They're not in the mood. And just because you made contact doesn't mean you made connection. There you go. Yep. With SMS, you can instantly send a message saying, hey, Scott, David here with blank, blank lending, just got your inquiry, is now a good time to chat. Yep. And what's powerful about that is that 98% of Scots are going to see that. 
90% in just the first few minutes and, and respond. And because you have context, that's one of the powerful things about SMS is with the phone call, the phone is ringing from a number you don't know. You have no idea who it is. You're afraid to answer it. It's why almost 90% of people don't answer. It's because they don't know who it is, what it's about, what world they're about to step into if they do answer it. With SMS, you can immediately engage the prospect and give them context. It's David with blank, blank lending you just inquired is now a good time. And you're giving context and choice to the consumer and how they want to communicate. And continue yeah, as I say, you, you mentioned the choice there. There's, there's something that really resonated with me is that you're giving them that choice to say, how would you prefer to communicate? You want me to go continue through text? You want to pick up the phone and call? And you give them that choice up front. And they'll tell you right now what it is they're looking for, what is, you know, and, and what's going to resonate with them. To your point, I think I also heard you say something, you're, you're one of your best friends is, is spam likely. Is that the, the name of your friend who always calls you? Yeah. Yeah. I get calls from him every day and I do have to call him back. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So as far as stats go a little bit, you mentioned the 87%. Also when we talk about email, right? So, you know, like my phone right now, I have it over here. If I see a message, an SMS, I'm more likely obviously to look at it. What was the percentage? It was 20, 22%. Is that right? Emails being open nowadays. You paid close attention, Scott. Uh, you got all the stats right. So email is, of course, really important. Obviously, it's a huge component to what we do and to what every company should be doing and, and leveraging. It's a powerful channel. But for customer engagement, for instant engagement, it's one of the worst because only 22% of emails are even, are even opened. So when you compare that to SMS, which is almost five times that, yeah. it just doesn't compare. And, and when only 22% of your messages are opened, only a percentage of those are going to respond. So the funnel is just getting small really, really quickly. And so for engagement, and we tested everything. I mean, at first we've been doing this, we powered tens of tens of millions of conversations. Um, I think over hundred million conversations at this point. And, and we have a lot of data on this and we've tested this. What we, we used to call first to engage prospects. Mm -hmm. we, we used to call, it, it didn't work as well as when we texted first. Not, not even close. This is why we text first. So Versus mission isn't to promote SMS. It's, it's to promote the best strategies to engage with customers. And if email was the best, that's what we would be doing. If phone calling was best initially, that's what we'd be doing and promoting. Yeah. SMS is what works best by far. It's not even close. And it may change in 10 years. But today, this is the most powerful strategy and approach, which is why we're so passionate about you know, bringing that and helping businesses modernize those approaches. What I, what I love a lot about Verse is the fact that, and you mentioned it again on uh, maybe it was a different podcast about essentially creating superhumans. You have the power of AI and the power of also the human touch that comes into it. And that's, you know, I, I've seen a lot of technology where it's just a bot and the, the consumer can tell it's not a human. There's not a human engaged uh, when they respond with something and, you know, they get what looks like a canned response back. You guys take that to the next level by incorporating the human touch to it. Can you talk a little bit about you know, what that process looks like and, you know, maybe the success you've seen from it? Yeah, you bring up a really good point because I, I think most companies get and they understand what needs to be done. It's about how, how do you actually put it into action? How do you bring, how, how do you, how do you start SMSing with customers and, and leveraging different strategies and following up long-term? And most companies to your, to your point, either try to do it all with humans or all with tech. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the problem with doing it all tech is tech alone is cold, it's inauthentic, and it has its limitations. And the human touch is extremely powerful and, and 
but but humans alone uh, in a vacuum are super inefficient, very inconsistent, hard to scale, hard to manage. You know, I apologize to all the humans that are listening to this, but it's true. Sorry, humans. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, but the power of the human touch is the most powerful element in building a relationship. And so to us, the way we view this is how can we leverage the best of tech and AI and automation with the best of people and bridge the two to create superhuman experiences, AI and tech plus humans equals, you know, superhuman experiences. Yep. And so we leverage SMS and automation to initiate conversations and get things going. And our conversational AI can carry a large part of those conversations on its own. But when people are now ready to talk, want to hop on a call, have deeper questions, that is the perfect opportunity to loop in humans, ours or the companies, to jump in and, and carry those conversations forward in, in the most authentic way possible. And that's the whole point is getting those humans at the end of the day who, need, who are going to sell the product and be the, the most important factors with more people that are qualified, ready to go and, and want to actually connect. And, and I think the biggest challenge sales teams have is they're just not connecting with enough of the prospects because again, they're calling, they're emailing and they're just missing out on 50 to 70% of the volume uh, by, by just not evolving their strategies. Yep. Yeah. I love one of the use cases that we've used with a couple of clients comes down to, you know, you, you might have a smaller team, right? And you can't handle the volume and, and you got to respond quickly and you got to be available. So with the power of verse in play, you know, really having those conversations for the loan officer and teeing up a, an appointment for them. And we've gone as far to build integrations with Philosophy so that when that calendar, calendar or Calendly or whatever service the, the company is using, uh, it can feed that information also to Velocify to then make it queued up there and have it, you know, show in their prioritized view and, and maybe do a shotgun call when it's time for the appointment and, and really make that person's life even more easy when it comes to scheduling that appointment. I'm interested a little bit about maybe like call it, you know, pre-COVID and post-COVID. So your verse was pre-COVID and now you're post-COVID. We're all, you know, hopefully somewhat post-COVID. What has changed in the customer expectation coming out of where we were stuck in our homes and, and not doing much? What, what have you seen change from a, from a consumer engagement standpoint over the last couple of years? You know, it's been interesting to watch and witness and kind of analyze because, and it obviously something we pay a lot of attention to, people are remote now, right? And so they're all over the place. And because they're all over the place, they're distracted more than ever. They're running around, they're at home. I, I have a sign, you can't see it, but I have a sign on my door that says, recording and process, do not disturb. Uh -huh. Because otherwise my kids, my wife, people will just barge in and ask me for things. And we're just in a world now where people have more distractions than ever. And people, uh, and so, and so how do you actually cut through that noise? I think it takes a couple of things. One is you have to not just engage prospects in ways that they're going to see and have context and be able to respond back. So that's SMS, right? But you also have to give the consumer choice in how to communicate on their time and their terms. I think one of the things that we got used to as marketers or sales leaders is they should want to talk to me now when I'm ready. I'm working nine to five, so I expect the consumer to talk to me nine to five. But the yeah. reality now is, you know, the consumer is also, also has their own job nine to five. They're not ready to talk to you when you want to talk. And on top of that, they're doing a million other things. They're distracted. They, they're taking, they're doing, they have very weird hours now. Yep. And, uh, and, and expecting them to kind of talk to you only during certain time windows 
I think it's going to eliminate a lot of opportunities. You're just going to filter them out for no good reason other than your own sense of what should be. And so I, I, what's really important is to engage authentically. Uh, that's a way to stand out, engage authentically, but offer choice in how to communicate on their time and their terms. And I think that in this remote world, it's more important than ever to kind of respect the new timeframe expectations of consumers. For sure. And, and you know, you guys do a really good job with after hours leads, right? Can you talk a little bit about, you know, yeah. to your point right here on their terms and, and when they're ready and put kids to bed. Now it's, you know, now I can, now I can deal with this and, but it's after hours, not the nine to five. So you talk a little yeah, bit about I have three kids, right? And and during workout right now, if someone's trying to reach me, it's just not a priority. Even though I filled out forms, I'm looking for this, I'm looking for that. Uh, I, I want someone to help me, you know, with my with my turf. But if they're calling me during the day right now, I'm just kind of I'm busy. I'm doing this. I'm on podcasts, mm-hmm. and then afterwards, I'm going to go take my son to piano class, and then I'm going to come home. And I'm going to make him dinner, and I'm going to put him to bed, and then I feel like I have some spare time. Yep. Now, now, 45% of all leads across the internet, all leads come in after hours when businesses are not open, right. typically when 99% are not open. Mm-hmm. That's almost half of all the leads come in after hours when nobody is responding to them. Yep. Or your store is open, right? We're in a 24-7 world. Our websites are 24-7 storefronts. Right. You're walking into this store that's open, the lights are on, but there's zero people in there to talk to you. So... And, and at 9 a.m., there's someone there. But if You're they come in at 9 yeah. p.m. or 11 p.m., nobody's there. But the door's open. Your website doesn't shut down. And so, you know, we're wasting a lot of opportunities to talk to people quicker. And what ends up happening is most companies try to call those leads the next day. If you think it's hard to reach someone even five, 10 minutes after they submit a form, try the next day or days later after a weekend. Yep. It's lost, you know. There's a reason why you know, speed to lead matters. It's when they raise their hand, when they're expressing interest, when they show some interest, you have to grab their attention at that time and and, and just be there for them. And so companies really do need to find strategies to engage leads after hours. Verse, of course, does this. And a lot of companies that that we work with have mega large internal teams that are open nine to five and, and handle a lot nine to five themselves. And they start with us by only sending us leads that come in from 6 p.m. to 9 a.m. the next day, which is half their leads, basically. Mm-hmm. And the next day, they are they, they come into the office with just appointments from qualified opportunity after qualified opportunity, just teed up for their sales teams. Whereas in the past, they'd have to start to burn through all those nighttime leads during the day, which, which what does that do? First off, huge lead fatigue very poor sales morale. No one, no one likes cold calling lists. Yeah. And you just get a hold of far fewer people. And our right. studies show, uh, and this is probably the most interesting piece of this, is that our studies show that conversion rates are higher by 5 to 10% in after-hour leads. So the leads that come in after hours convert, right. close, and transact with those businesses at a larger rate, at a higher rate. Why? Our theory is they're less distracted. They're less distracted. They have more time to handle those things, handle those issues. And it, when people just keep getting bothered and distracted throughout the day at 1 p.m. and 2 p.m. and they're busy and they're at lunch and they're at work and they have meetings, they yep. just they, they almost just say, screw it, I'll deal with this months from now or never. Right. Yes, yeah, we've also looked at in the past strategies around weekend leads, kind of the same thing. 
businesses aren't, you know, loan officers, salespeople are tip, aren't typically working on a Saturday or Sunday. And how do you respond to those customers again on their terms? Maybe they're only available on Saturdays and Sundays. And so, yeah, that's where we're really seeing success with our clients using Verse is to, you know, tee up those appointments, tee up the next steps. Like, hey, someone may not be available right a second, but we're going to schedule an appointment. Someone's going to call you back and, and go from there. So, yeah, really good stuff there. One other thing you mentioned, and you kind of, you know, you mentioned it previously on, on something else that I listened to, but then also here uh, kind of got around it is that you know, marketers in the past as well have always been, it's all been about driving leads and leads, 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 and how many leads am I driven, driving? Really, the focus now needs to be more on how many conversations are you driving? And so in your case, when you're scheduling those appointments and they're walking into conversations rather than calling the lead five times, not going to answer the phone, what have you, you talk a little bit about the shift that that you you know see there as it relates to a marketer changing their theory or their mindset from driving a lead to a conversation? Yeah, you know, you, you, it's a very important point. And obviously leads are important. They lead to conversations. Uh, sure. but leads are just leads. We hope they lead to conversations. But it's conversations, not leads. It's conversations that build uh, the relationships and it's the relationships that win business. And so I think that the world has shifted. Uh, certainly a lot of the customers we work with have shifted their mentalities from a standpoint of how many leads am I generating to what are the quality of those leads? And I think that the most valuable metric of quality is, is conversations is, well, how many of those are you speaking to? How many of those did your sales team actually speak to? Not just email and put on a drip and send right. content or get them to download a white paper. How many of them did you actually speak to? And so I think that conversationally qualified opportunities is really the metric uh, that's most important. And of course, there's things that feed into it like leads and ads and everything up top, but it's conversations in the middle that tee up opportunities for sales at the bottom of the funnel. And so I think, I think we need to start to shift our mindset. We, we believe, and we have it on our walls at our HQ, or we did, I should say, at our HQ, now that we're remote, but conversations are the new leads. Love it. are the new leads yeah, and I love it. shifting that mindset to focusing on how many people we're talking to, you know, I think it's important. So one of the things that's going to lead to a conversation and a phone call, we mentioned a little bit with spam, likely your best friend, spam, likely who calls you all the time. There was a funny story you told recently about the missing hiker. I would love for our audience to hear about the missing hiker story because I thought it was pretty funny. Yes. And I will preface this by saying this is a real story. Look it up. Yeah. Because it was hard to believe. CNN and all the, you know, it's real, confirmed. There was a hiker uh, that went missing, hiking in the mountains of Colorado. And he lost radio contact and, and for, for over a day or two. And his family, you know, panicked. They called search and rescue teams. They went out to try to save him, find him and save him and bring him home safely. They didn't find him. But luckily, about a day after that, fortunately, and thank God, he found his way back to his car safely. Uh, where his family and search teams were so excited to see him and 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 uh, and approached him and 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 the search teams were confused and and curious why he didn't answer any of the calls and they said hey we called you dozens of times and he said oh I I got some of those calls but I didn't answer them because I thought they were spam I didn't I didn't recognize the number and so even stranded hikers will not answer the phone from numbers they don't know that's unbelievable. Um, yeah. everything and and I, I I laughed I didn't even believe it was real and had to confirm it and it, it completely real man it shows you just the yeah. extent to which people have 
put up a guard around spam and spam likely. Yeah, not answering the phone at all, right? Just you know, yeah. letting you go to voicemail, calling back when you're ready, or you know, hope they and send it, you a message. And what's sad about this is these are companies you inquired about. You 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 go on a site and you fill out a form and you say, I want insurance, I want healthcare, I want a quote for solar, I want a rate for mortgage, I'm looking for a home, I'm looking for a new car. You're raising your hand, and those companies are just trying to get a hold of you. We're not talking about spam. We're not talking about actual spam. Right. But when those companies just pick up the phone and call you, it comes up as spam so often, even mm -hmm. though they're not really spam. But you also will even it's it, it might as well be because you don't know who it is. And so to you, it's just an unsolicited knock on the door. Do you ever just answer the door for a stranger? No, you want to know who it is. You want to be able to peep and be yeah. like, that person doesn't look like a serial killer. Or, oh, yeah, it's my Postmates with my with my Rubio's uh, yeah. order. Right. So I'll, I'll, I'll gladly open that door. That's what we're doing when we're opening ourselves to a conversation. And it's no wonder we're keeping that door shut when we look through the peak hole and it's someone with a mask and you can't see who it is. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I wanted to just talk quickly on, on my side a little bit about the story of how I got involved with working with Verse. When I first came across Verse, I saw it kind of as a quasi competitor to what you know we did uh, here at SDP and working with clients to help you know empower their, their loan officers or salespeople to make the right phone calls and when to make the phone calls and how to follow up and when to send an email or SMS and what have you. And, and here was Verse saying, "Hey, no, we'll we'll do that and then we'll we'll tee it back up for you." And I'm thinking, "Oh, well, it kind of goes against what we what we do." But as we find, and I think one of your stats is 1.2 call attempts before people give up on leads nowadays, right? They just don't follow the structure. They don't follow the, the piece. And where we really saw the value was to say, okay, let's let the loan officer maybe have their first chance to call it. And then we'll send it off to, to Verse if they don't. And in that case, we had great success. And the organization said, wait a second, why are we even sending it to the loan officer right now? Let's send it to Verse first or at the same time and let them do their thing as, as the loan officer is doing their thing. We've seen really good success when it relates to either driving you know a live transfer back in to, to the call center or maybe it's a, an appointment right and just a lot of good success there and you talk about salesperson salespeople fatigue right they're coming in and calling the leads and again no one's answering no one's answering before, you know they don't even probably know that it says spam likely on their phones so they're definitely not answering the phone so that's really where i've seen the, the value of verse come in as we wrap up i wanted to, to kind of take out a crystal ball and i've done this with a couple of guests but you take out your crystal ball and, you know, if you could make a prediction as to what consumer and consumers are going to want to be, how are they going to want to be engaged with five years from now? What does that look like in your mind five years from now? What does a consumer expect when it comes to someone who is trying to sell them a product or, or service? First off, whatever I say should be taken with a grain of salt. Uh, sure. I'm usually wrong about the future. I believe that everything is going to move to hyper, hyper uh, curated experiences for consumers. Right now, there's too much of a one-size-fits-all experience for every consumer across any kind of channel, across any kind of page. And, you know, companies just see this as just buckets of leads that they're generating and just engaging with these big kind of large brushstrokes of strategies. Yep. And I think that the new approaches catered one-to-one, -one, where even the ads that you see are just always catered to you. And I know some companies are ahead of the curve here, but most just are not. And, and that experience going not just from the ad, but but staying updated to my preferences and my style, whatever I'm interested in throughout the landing page and then through the demo experience, through the engagement experience, 
really being personalized in a way that feels one-to-one. I, I think to sum it up in a quote, it's how are com- companies are going to make uh, a million customers feel like one in a million. Nice. You know? and, and that's a shift, right? Right now, it's just ourselves included. When we're marketing to our email database, they all get the exact same email, right? It'll be different. It'll be dynamic. It'll merge in different information, different data points. And those will carry into conversations that are uniquely custom and designed to be one-on-one. It's great. I like that future. I can take on that. Yeah. Me too. Because I'm special. I know you're special. Don't right. you want to be treated specially? That's right. Yeah. Definitely. Of um, course. Of course I do. And, yeah. And by the way, just just something on, on what you touch on. And I appreciate the, the kind words on verse. I, I echo the same. I mean, you guys do an incredible job, and and uh, and it's why we recommend you guys all the time. And and you're on our partners page. And I think that you know the, the reason that that verse works well with with you know marketing agencies and different solutions, elite gen solutions is you know what you're best at is getting hand raisers, getting getting the attention, knowing how to segment audiences and cater messages to them that get them interested. And I think also the biggest frustration agencies feel is, and just man- lead management companies of all kinds feel, is that they spend all this time, do the hard work to generate leads and pass them off to sales teams that make one attempt, that give up on them easily. Most people never follow up more than a day We'll just put them on an email drip, hoping that person, that consumer will take all the action needed to get a demo going as if it's the only thing on their mind. Right. And, and I think that, you know, you guys do what you do best and it's the top of the funnel. And without that, there's nothing at the bottom. But where we really step in is to help those companies, to help SDP clients and others take all that traffic and actually create conversational engagement to qualify and move it down the funnel. And so I, I believe we're just perfect partners uh, because right. we're on the same mission, we're on the same mission, which is to help the consumer get from point A to B as frictionlessly and seamlessly as possible. Exactly right. And what I what I really love most is the the ability for you guys to integrate into different things, different parts of the process. It's not a one size fits all. It is a let's look at the client situation. What are they looking to do? What are their goals? And let's build an integration between the two that works. So if you want to be working the lead, reverse working the lead while you're still calling it, we can figure that out and we can build the integration in a way that it's in real time communication. If you wanted to wait till the third attempt and the lead score is above this and you want that to go to verse, then we can do that. All kinds of customization that relates to, you know, your team has been great with really working through each solution, each uh, scenario a little differently uh, for each client to make it work just right for them and for what they expect their clients, you know, to, to their customers to, to get. So appreciate the partnership. I'm going to throw up here on the bottom, partners.verse.io. And then this is our little profile page there. If anyone wants to check it out, check out verse.io. Check out, uh, there's lots of demos and stuff online. You can always reach out to us. We can set, schedule a demonstration to show you kind of the power behind it and how it relates to the lead management systems and, and all of the stuff that I've talked about. So uh, David, I know your time is valuable. Thanks so much for joining us today and, and being your technically guest. Like, this is episode 25, like if you're counting them, but I think you're like, you know, uh, guest 15 maybe or so, because we've been doing a bunch on our own. So I really appreciate you coming on and being part of this with us and part of the journey and look forward to working with you guys more in the future. Thank you, Scott. It's a pleasure. Uh, hope to see you again. And we'd love to have you on our podcast uh, launching soon as well. Awesome. Yeah. Can't wait for that. All right, Scott. Thank you. Thanks, David. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Lead Management Masterminds podcast. 
Today's episode is presented by SDP Solutions, your one-stop shop for all things lead management strategy and optimization. Please visit us at www.sdp-solutions.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast site.